This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as in popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see because Doug loves movies. Hey everybody, welcome to Doug Loves Movies. Episode number two. I forgot to mention in episode number one that that theme song was written by uh, Chris Hardwick and Mike Furman, also known as Hard and Firm. Try to check them out in a local comedy club and yell out, request that song while they're trying to do their show. <laughs> just yell out, I love movies! I love movies! Yell it out until they play it, which I don't think they can do live. Because there's a, there's a lot of uh, stuff happening in the recording studio on that one. <laughs> Chris has to have his whatever that fucking thing's called with the keyboard and the glow input. Okay, um, welcome to the second episode. Um, I want to talk briefly before bringing out my guest about a movie that I didn't entirely love that uh, was out this past summer called Superman Returns. Now, I'm a big pot smoker and I enjoy smoking pot before going to the movies. And 
the problem with Superman Returns is there's not I couldn't smoke enough pot <laughs> to get through that lengthy movie and still be having fun by the time it was over. At about the two-hour mark, I was like, come on, Brian Singer. You couldn't really finish this up in another 15 minutes? Because I am no longer high. <laughs> and I'm watching a dude fly around and showing off about it. Because I swear to you, spoiler alert, <laughs> that the last five minutes of Superman Returns is just Superman flying around. Like, nothing is happening. He's just showing off. It's like they had a lot of extra flying around footage. And he's doing flips and he's winking at the camera. And it's really... <laughs> Like, they couldn't run the credits next to that. Why am I still sitting here? <laughs> Goes on forever. And then the other thing that bothers me about any Superman thing from this point forward, including Superman Returns, is that Superman needs to catch on to the bad guy possibly scoring some kryptonite somewhere. Um, <laughs> Superman doesn't think he's destroyed at all. He knows that there's still some out there in the world. And uh, Lex Luthor is just the man to get it. And then invite him to meet up somewhere. And then show up with it. And you know, whip it out on him, and then Superman's all, eh, you know, he gets all frail because of the kryptonite. And then I'm sitting in the audience going, "Fucking Superman, you know, call ahead, dude." <laughs> you know, like if I'm going to a party, I'm allergic to cats, so if I'm going to a party and I know that there might be a cat there, I'll call ahead in advance, say, "I'm thinking about coming to your party. Do you have a cat?" And if they say yes, I say, "Well, I probably I'm not going to come to your party because it, I, it will cripple me. Then you have a cat, and I won't be at my full party potential." <laughs> Unless you're willing to keep it in the lead box while I'm there. <laughs> My guest today, you may know from his Comedy Central specials, from the movie and TV series Comedians of Comedy, and from his role as Spence on the long-running sitcom King of Queens. Please welcome my friend, the Queen of Kings, Pat Oswalt. <laughs> hey, Let's see a little twist there with the Queen of Kings. <laughs> All right, let's forget, save it for the microphone. Uh, oh, forget Spence and Spensibility. I'm going to pinch, <laughs> pitch uh, Queen Kings. Spence and Spensibility, I yeah, love it. Did you talk to Emma about. Thompson about writing the screenplay uh, and winning uh, another Oscar? You know, I'm not going to give you that scoop. I'm saving it for uh, Carson. Okay, Scoopy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being here. I hear you had to pick up your dog at the thing. I picked up my dog today. How's he, he doing? He's do he was very excited to see us. No offense to the guest of my first show, Brian Hussain, but your dog is the, is the most adorable dog. He is ridiculous. He's yeah. he, he, he is also ridiculous. He, and he's very Not ridiculous. the brightest animal. No. Oh, my God. He's either like... Not to cut you off, but this is about movies. Oh, so, the first thing I wanted to... <laughs> I was kidding. No, I don't it's like so, But you can get... His, Pat will just go off about this dog. His favorite movie story. is Godfather 3. That's how dumb he is. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. The trilogy. That's great that you yeah. mentioned that because you were in... Uh, Oh, you were in wow. Blade 3, which is the Godfather oh, 3 of Blade, Blade movies. Yes. Oh, good Lord in heaven. I had that one ready to go later in the program, oh, but we got wow. to it right away. Put it in the breach. Yeah, I got it. In fact, I should cross it out, because I'll probably yeah, get to yeah, it and say it again. Yeah, you will say it again. But seriously, is Wesley Snipes proof that you have to be batshit crazy to play a vampire? Uh, I think you have to go batshit crazy to ruin a franchise that's so bulletproof. It's a vamp... It's a... It's a kung fu vampire with a sword killing other vampires, and he made it not watchable. That's that's how batshit crazy he went. Even and he was apparently batshit crazy from the get go, from the first one. 
he was still yeah yeah I'd say blade, all this stuff. I'd say going back as far as Wang Fu. Yeah, I think he was. <laughs> He's real crazy. He managed to he managed to ruin Wang Fu somehow, which I don't know how he did that. Who do you got so far? Patrick Swayze and John Leguizamo. I'm in. Yeah, that but is a horrible. If thing you to can say. confirm that Leguizamo has signed, then I'll I'm in. <laughs> if you can confirm he's in, then I'll. But I won't say yes till he does. Yeah. You know they lied to both of them. What? Oh no, we thought Wesley in. John, you got to sign. All yeah. right, fine. As long yeah. as Wesley's done, he's going to wear the dress. He's going to wear the, the stockings. He's going to shave. That was quite a shoot. <laughs> but he probably went through the same preparation for both films, for Julie yeah. Lamar and for Blade Three, which was to sit in his trailer and. So there was literally um, pot smoke seeping out of the doors when we would walk by. Oh, he's a pot smoke? Oh, Lord. Well, now he's back on my Yeah, exactly. Non-stop. Wow. Yeah. Do you think he'll ever really fight uh, Joe Rogan? That would be great. <laughs> I don't know. Aren't they both big pot smokers? There's rumors about the fact... Yeah, they are. Joe Rogan's really? definitely a pot smoker. And there's rumors that the two of them are going to fight in some sort of cage match or something. For the <laughs> and they, wouldn't they that be should, the greatest thing that ever happened? They dangle a bag of Lebanese blonde hash over a cage, <laughs> and then whoever is, whoever is standing gets the bag. They lower the bag to the victor, and then he leaves. That would be the match. That would be so great, wouldn't it? Or how about a belt made of that? A belt so, made of weed. So you still win the belt. Smoke. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I love here's it. what they do. The guy wins this massive thick belt made of really good weed. And the other guy has, you know, he can challenge him as soon as he, he's back and on his feet. The other guy has to smoke as much of the belt as he can before the next challenge. And then, you know, so they just go back and forth and the belt's gone. I challenge you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Wheel my bed out there. That's awesome. Well done, Patty. Thank you. None of this is prepared. None of this is prepared. No. Um, this is how I'm, I'm amazing in pitch meetings. I'll just go. What if Bigfoot was a detective? <laughs> okay, and I actually just I got pitched a movie where it was uh, it's Bigfoot and he's in the woods and he meets Elvis and Elvis has been living in the woods. And they want them to be like Elvis is part of like a Men in Black, but for you know um, cryptozoological beings. So they're trying to protect them from. It was it was the most it was such an insane pitch that I just watched the guy in wonder as he said. And they were what they were pitching it to you because they wanted you to play like a Ewok or something. No, they wanted me to write. I would have I would have just played the chupacabra. I could put on a crazy Mexican accent, run around. And on the same day, I went in on another movie, and I read for a fucking goblin. I actually read to be a goblin, and it would have been like a, a Gollum-type thing. A CG thing? A suit. You, yeah, they, they need a new Andy Circus. They really they do, have, yeah. Has... Yeah, that guy's done. <laughs> <laughs> he's all drained. <laughs> that Gollum took it all out of him. Well, yeah, and King Kong. He's, he's, he's exhausted. So yeah, yeah. He's, By the he, way, he wants to play real people in real movies. So, need, in other words, he's out of work. You need to update this game because the IMDb is so much crazier than the Leonard Maltin because they have guys that will write in and they'll add like people that did ADR work that are now huge stars. Like you know, they've got the call sheets. Like the right, they go back and, and piece it together. But also, back. but also, if you're a member of IMDb, you can just tell them something, and then they put it in there. They, right, don't, right. they don't verify it. Right. So there's some really odd, uh, odd things in IMDb. In fact, I think I had, uh, as long as you brought it up, I think sure. I had a question. 
Um, why does your IMDb say that you're sometimes credited as Shecky Chucklestein? Oh, because when I did... Uh, that just sounds like something Brian Posehn wrote to them no, when they bought it. A lot of, apparently my Wikipedia is a real fun place to go and write weird stuff about me. Because there's all, they add, like, you know, he's a huge fish fan, or he's an avid hang glider, was on there for, like, a week. Um, but the Shecky Chuckle scene's real, it's a real credit, because I did a voice on uh, a couple of, on a couple episodes, they brought the character back on Aqua King Hunger Force, and at the time, I was WGA, and they, and they couldn't use my real name, so I, I, I said as a joke over the phone, I said, just call me Shecky Chucklestein, and those guys are... They're stoned to the point where everything is very literal. There's no irony to them anymore. Right, and they didn't even get it. Even yeah. by your standard, you were even saying a name that's yeah. not funny to you. No, exactly. Like I just, it's I taking it. A, just toss it away, and the next thing I know, you know, I thought they would call me later and go, what do you really want to be called? And they said, you like Shaggy Jungles. <laughs> Brian, Brian has one too, don't you, Brian? Jason Todd. Jason, they oh, call him Jason Todd, which that sounds like he did porn for a while. No, 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 that's that's one of the Robins. That's the, the Robin uh, that got killed. The Robin that got no, no, didn't actually get killed because well, he, yeah, he came back as Hush in the uh, well, last yeah. storyline. <laughs> wow, you guys have spun like, into a different like how, nerd territory from I made, my own. I made fun of Brian for being a nerd, and then I overcorrect him like. Uh, yeah. One of the Robins, one that died. He did not die. He came from. <laughs> so last week's guest, Brian Posehn, is still last here. Guest, yeah. First of all, I gotta say that. He, he, really, he, he had such a good time. Hey, when are you gonna have me back? <laughs> Yo, he's anxious to come back. If you hang out for another week, Brian, you probably will be on the there third show. Are you guys gonna eat that? It might be. So, how many people in the audience would just come every week if it was always Brian and Patton? <laughs> Some people raise their hands. So polite. So polite on a podcast, the raising of a hand. <laughs> So the other thing, did you know they're having people fill in for Ebert because he had no. heart surgery, and it's like Fred Willard's gonna do it, and it's just like, well, if you're gonna do that, like, have us on. We'd be great on that. Have Dame Edna on there if you're gonna. Have <laughs> Not to put down Fred Willard, he's very funny, but you know, he's yeah. just gonna say something goofy about everything. <laughs> That's right. He will. Something that he'll make up on the spot, I'm sure. Exactly. Oh, this. Okay, so, but I gotta fix something else right. from earlier. Um, Patton brought up uh, the Leonard Malton game, which, if you listened last week, we played it with Brian Cosain. Oh. It's a game the two of us invented, and um, I know it's hard. It's it's confusing when you watch oh, yeah. Brian do it and then you come right on. Oh yeah, they're airing yeah. a week apart. So it's new technology, I don't get it. So those of you who are Pat Oswald fans that did, that skipped the Brian Posehn podcast because you saw his name on there and you're like, I'm going right to the Pat Oswald one. Uh, <laughs> I need to explain that Brian and I used to play a game called Leonard Malton that I'll be playing with Patton at the end of the show. Okay, now we're back to now we cleaned all that up. Yeah. Please don't make any more messes, Patton. Sorry. All right. Um, what, so, what movies did you see over the summer? Uh, over the summer. You know what? I, I'm at this point now, and maybe you're getting... No, I don't think you've gotten to this point. I think you, I'm past you, it. You've kept a sense of joy in your heart. Um, <laughs> when I first moved to L.A., I saw like I saw movies almost every single yeah, day. Yeah, like you saw Patch Adams. I saw Patch Adams on Christmas Day. It's like, were you there with me? Mm-hmm. Like 50 people. We Great all, story. Like, ridiculous. So, um, and I, I think I saw so many movies that now I'm at this point where I can watch a trailer and it takes a lot to get me to go to a movie. Like, 
Now I'll go if there's like when you mentioned Giamatti, I'll go see wherever he's in because I know that. Did you see Lady in the Lake? Actually, Lady in the Water. I, won't, I didn't want to correct you last week when you said uh, Lady in the Lake. <laughs> Man, you've been harboring that Pretty for seven good, days. Yeah. Seven days. Hoping you brought up Giamatti just so I'd ask I've again. I've got no work done. I haven't done. You know, it's ridiculous. Did you see that other movie he was in, Sleeping Beauty Man? <laughs> Or how about... Actually, I love Cinderella Man, and I love the fact that it's a Depression-era movie set in the winter in the Bronx that they release at the height of summer. There was something so ballsy about that. Watch children freeze to death, and then hit the pool. Like, it was so... just didn't work on any What about Lengthways? Did you see that? <laughs> I love Sideways. That was great. I did too. I really like that movie. This summer, I went and saw Superman, which uh, I have to go. I, I'm still watching it. There's like eight more endings, apparently. I only saw the, the 12 endings they had in the actual movie that I saw. Now that you brought it up, let's oh talk about God. a scene that drove me nuts. All right. It is crucial to Lex Luthor's plan at right. one point for Parker Posey's character mm -hmm. to drive... In a busy metropolitan area with buildings and people and fruit carts, and smash through shit for about 20 minutes yep. without ever coming to a stop. Yeah. Because she's pretending that her brakes aren't working, but then later finds out that Lex Luthor cut her brakes right. and gets mad at him for that, which is a whole other subplot that the movie didn't need. No. But, but it's just amazing to me how long she goes on for, and the whole time you're like, is she, you know, as a viewer, you're like, is her car really out of control? Like, I think this is part of the plan, but I'm right. not sure. And then when you find out that it is part of the plan, you go, how can you plan for that to work? As soon as she hits a, a, a side of a building, the car yeah. comes to a stop, and the distraction is over. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it, that's not the plan of a criminal genius. At least in the 70s movie, they would have Lex doing criminal genius stuff. Like, oh, that's yeah. a pretty good idea. And Gene Hackman is Lex Luthor. The one loophole that he overlooked was Superman <laughs> flying around so fast he could turn back time. But, <laughs> that, that's honestly, one that no supervillain's going to think of. You like, think of that at three in the morning and go, oh, now I'm just uh, way yeah. too much melatonin. I'm just going to go to sleep. That's, now I'm just micromanaging. Yeah. You, know I mean? you think to yourself as a supervillain, well, this will be the, the very last exactly. chapter of the saga if well, he does that because that's impossible to top. Well, I, yeah, I love the fact that the Superman movie, they, they clearly they had watched X-Men and Spider-Man and said, these movies made huge, you know, oil tankers full of money. So what what is it about these superheroes? Oh, they're superheroes with problems. You know, Spider-Man has spider powers, but he still has problems. Yeah, the X-Men have wonderful powers, they still have problems. But I think that the Superman people thought that what that meant was you have superpowers and you're crushingly depressed about everything in your life while you have them. Because everyone in the movie Superman is under, like, bipolar depression. Not like, oh, there's some trouble in my life. It's like, I can fly around, and uh, I have no love, and I'm completely alone, and there's no point. And then, you know, Lex Luthor is, I broke out of jail, and I'm a billionaire, and I'm angry, and uh, everything means nothing. So... The, the movie would have these little moments of like, hey, he's flying around, and then they would always pull in close in his face as he's flying and thinking about how, oh, but my life really sucked. And it ruins. It's like if you're watching Smokey and the Banner, even if that, you know, eastbound and down music's playing, but they pull in close on Burt Reynolds, he's like, oh, my dad never said a kind word to me. You'd be like, well, that just ruined. I don't want to watch this. This is horrible. You have to still have Cheer fun. Cheer up, Bandit. Like, yeah, come on, Bandit. Don't cry, little Bandit. Don't win that bet. 
Keep chewing that gum and jumping that bridge. Paul Williams the too. Paul Williams, taller than you or shorter? Oh, if you had to guess, you've never been next to him. Almost think shorter. You and no neck. You and Brian Posehn could be the new. Uh, Paul Williams and Pat McCormick, especially oh, since totally. he just died. If they, oh my God, if they redo Smoking the Bandit, I that'd be perfect. Call. Are you in, Brian? Are you in, Brian? Yeah. Would you do that? Yes. We got to make a YouTube Big film Enus and get Loneliness. out there. Yeah, Biggest Loneliness. Oh my God, in a second. And we'll get Sean William Scott. It'll be perfect. <laughs> so. um... <laughs> I'm too busy pitching black I jaws. Love, I'm I'm very excited. Black jaws? <laughs> yep. The shark is black. <laughs> really good. And, and, and like Tinturia, the tiger shark movie. Tinturia. Every time you see him, it's like. Oh, <laughs> He's got the Darth Vader exactly. breathing. So, I'd say we'd edit that out, but that's not the kind of show we're doing. No, that was awesome. And everything's in. So, um, Superman Returns, I, I kind of still want to talk about Such it. A bummer. Yeah, it was a shame. Yeah, it was a bummer. They, and, and now, I don't know if they're going to do a sequel. Now, I heard because of that plane crash in Kentucky, they're taking out the plane crash scene in the movie. Because it might upset people. The movie that's no longer in theaters. Remember the Emmys last week? <laughs> yeah. How everyone's upset that Conan oh, yeah. O'Brien had a plane crash God. scene? Like, they should have taken that out. Ago. They should have taken that out. Well, why? Because... Anyone who's mourning the death of their friend in the plane crash that happened that day, I would hope to God, is not watching the Emmys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know it'll cheer me and up. And then oh, yeah, the I watched the Emmys. Really... Watching big stars pat themselves on the back when I lost my uncle today yeah. is going to make me feel a lot better. Well, they're making fun of plane crashes? How dare they? Aren't there plane crashes every day? Isn't Pretty much. Yeah, so how you got to figure. You... But the, when they go down in Kentucky, it's news because well, it's yeah. surprising it went up at all. <laughs> oh. I mean, literally, didn't they go down the wrong runway? What is more Kentucky than that? Like, I, I just thought if it was flat and gray, you landed on it. <laughs> I didn't know there's numbers. What is I should say that for Larry the Cable Guy to do it. I don't care how dead your uncle is, that's funny. Speaking of uh, air disasters, mm -hmm. and we, we were, mm -hmm. my favorite Patton Oswalt movie role oh. is your portrayal of Delmer Darian oh, in Magnolia. Yeah. Mostly, I liked it because you end up dead in a tree. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> in the Once first again, two minutes in of the, the movie. first scene in the movie. It's not a spoiler. Now, any, any like... Was that a Patton Oswalt dummy up in the tree, or did you really no, have to go hang out up in the tree? Hanging in a freaking tree. Not only was I hanging in a tree, then they had when they did the close up of my face, I'm I'm on the top of a ladder, and they had a a custom. They they cut a wetsuit for you, and they took 58 measurements. They take every single measurement so that it fits nice. you like a snug. You know, it's perfect. And I just remember dangling off of a ladder in the valley in July and sweating so much they're dumping like you know, arrowhead waters on me just over and over again to keep me cool. And I only saw, like, my two pages of the script. I didn't see the whole script. No one sees their whole script. And I said, why am I... What is happening here? <laughs> there were no page numbers. And you just knew you were a blackjack dealer at that I point. I knew right? that I was... Yeah, because I'd been to Reno the week before and filmed all my blackjack stuff. And then he, I just remember looking down at him, and he, and he said, uh, you're the first frog that falls out of the sky. And I said... What? 
And he goes, you'll see. It I've seen that movie so sense. many times and never thought of it that way. That's what it is. I never thought I'm you were frog number one. Frog number one. Here's frog an idea, man. PT. Mm-hmm. Uh, why didn't you call? Why weren't you called Frog Number One in the credits? Frog that Number been One. A nice that clue. would be cool because they they name my character like three times. Delmer Dairy. Oh, Dary, I know they keep Delmer saying Dary. it, but they could still in the end titles call you. That would be pretty cool. Or as himself. As himself. <laughs> I just did a movie the first where frog. I, I told them I should have been listed as myself, and I forgot what it was. I'm guessing. Oh, um, if I had to guess. What? Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what it was. Uh, uh, can I guess first, though? Go ahead. The DJ in Starsky and Hutch? No. <laughs> no. That would have been good. How about whatever you were in Calendar Girls? And also, mm. and also, did you fuck any of those old bras? I would have still fucked Helen Mirren. She was hot. She's such a great actress. Oh my god! I told her I was I was on the roof. Of I want to fuck uh, her abilities. The Renaissance. <laughs> you want to you want to like titty fuck her talent? Yeah. All right. I totally want to uh, jizz all over her. Uh, Award-winning. There we go. I want to do a 60 talent with her. That's what I want to do. Uh, do her talent style. Okay, how about Taxi with Jimmy Fallon? No. Okay, you go ahead and name Failure it. to Launch. Oh, you were in Failure to Launch. Oh, yeah. That's the oh, no, title not, character? Not a reason, no. Not a reason <laughs> to go see it. It's horrible, but um, it was... Uh... Although someone told me they saw it on a plane. Why would you show a movie called Failure to Launch on a plane? <laughs> Why would you do that? Like, people said, I saw it in Fair to Launch on a plane. It's part of uh, the astronaut training program, too, now. <laughs> they say that oh, wow. here's another re- way to use that expression. Doug. <laughs> Sorry, last week's headlines. That's right. But uh, failure to launch. What? You, I didn't see that. What would you do in that? Uh, I'm one of her dates that she's trying to help. Sarah Jessica Parker? Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay. A lovely woman. A nice woman. She's re- Yeah, and, very And nice. beautiful? She was very, she was really sweet, really funny, and uh, like weirdly professional. And then as they were going like speed action, she was like on her BlackBerry, and then they would, you know, like action, boom, and then she would just go right. And it was amazing to watch her almost get caught with her BlackBerry on the screen every scene, and never did. Uh, see now, if I if it had been a movie, if there had been a movie called Fair to Launch, uh-huh. featuring Sarah Jessica Parker as the yeah. girl putting down her BlackBerry at the top of every scene, <laughs> I would have saw the shit that out of been that. Fun. Yeah, that would be amazing. Like if there's just one character that's never ready to shoot, but every else plays it straight, and she's always uh. okay. Um, this date isn't going very well. Frog number one. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all you see when you do his movies. You see a page. And he also calls you the week before and is like, hey, do you want to be in a, doing a movie? You want to do something? Yeah. Great. And then your agent's going to call you. Like, he's already called, made all the calls, and then he calls you like he just thought to call you. Yeah. Are you in this new one? Uh, not, he's... Not yet. He, and he got said, to call yeah, yet. He, well, he's, he, we were talking, like, last month. He was like, hey, are you, what are you doing later in the summer? I don't know. Just... Give me a call and I'll do something. Seems okay, great. I take so much shit for it, but he's like one. He's like easily in my top five filmmakers. I love. Oh man, him. I love. Heart Eight is. I've seen Heart Eight. Heart Eight is so amazing. I, I can watch it over so and over and over. Well, now. That, that movie is so perfectly written. John C. And fucking going, Riley. It's going to age. Gwyneth really, really Paltrow well. can't even ruin it. Oh, I think she's great in it. That's what I'm saying. Like, she's so clearly, like, <laughs> intimidated by all the people that are around her. She goes, I'm just going to deliver. That's one of those movies that <laughs> I mean, really... This time I'm going to deliver. I phone it in whenever there's a bunch of schmucks like Robert De Niro in the movie. <laughs> I don't know if she's been in a movie with him, but uh, Dakota wasn't Fanning. She, wasn't she in a... <laughs> oh, yeah, he was in that. He was in that. Oh, I hate it. That, that Great Expectations movie, my... 
There's a lot of things to hate about it, mm -hmm. but my number one thing is it was Ethan Hawke's idea to change his name from Pip to Finn. <laughs> that drove me nuts for some reason. That like he'd be uh, like, not, not, not Pip, call me Finn. And the director's like, yes. And then that guy, Alfonso Cuaron, has made some of my a couple of my favorite movies. Oh, Eat Your Mama and the, the best Harry Potter. That's the let's play the last one. That was really. What, wasn't the last one? No, the, the last one was the guy that did Four Weddings and a Funeral. I thought the last one was fantastic. Yeah, I like the third one the best. Oh. And you're wrong. All right. <laughs> so, but that last one was good too. I just thought that those 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 games that they played went on for too long and didn't have a clear point. Some of the way they shot, like when they go to that um, big festival in that weird other dimension, and the way the sun is setting through the tents. I've been to so many like outdoor music festivals, and I know what it feels like when there's like way too many people around, and they've just caught that so much of, wow, they're in another dimension right now. This is really well Yeah, done, that's a good know? question, though, for, for let me let me ask a nerd. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just as nerdy, but in, in, in the, the, uh, the, the most recent Harry Potter, right. they go to the Quidditch match, yeah. and it's in this fucking gigantic stadium that's just crazy. Yeah. It's like so huge and so many people and Harry Potter of all people has kind of a shitty seat. Yeah. And you know, even though he's pretty much acknowledged to be the, the greatest magician up and coming. Right. And he's like, go sit in the fucking nosebleed. Mm -hmm. And and it's this whole big deal. And then when they do the Tri Wizard tournament, it's just out in the countryside with twenty spectators. Like, well, why is Quidditch so much bigger? Is it like the difference between the, the World Cup and ladies basketball here? Or, or the, I think the Triwizard is something that it's really it's private. You really have to get an invite to so it. So at least a scene with scalpers would have been nice. That would have been good. Somebody <laughs> trying to make a little something. Yo 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 yo. Now, do you want to read read the names first from Leonard Malton, or do you want me to go first? You do. I'll not. describe the rules while you look for it. Okay. Okay. All right. So for those of you that weren't listening last week, Brian Posehn was on fantastic show. <laughs> Go back and check it out. Um, but uh, Brian and I came up with this game called Leonard Malton, where we take Leonard Malton's movie guide, and you pick a movie, you say what year it is that, that the movie is. It has to be a movie you think the other person has seen or heard of. And then you list from the bottom the cast members' names, and the other person has to try and guess what it is before you get to the real obvious names. Last week, I didn't get Good Burger until Brian said Keenan Thompson. <laughs> And that was fucking embarrassing. Boo. Yeah, so don't do that to me, Patty. I won't. No, you can do it. I, I don't mind being stumped. Really? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not the king of TV. I want to give you a chance. That's, that's bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Talking to the microphone. Too. Oh, what sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Right, hang on. Uh, Tree of Wooden Clogs, a Czechoslovakian film, uh, 81. No, see, you can't you start know? with the title. I know, I know. <laughs> but but that would be like the end of it. Like, I'd be going, this guy Kloonburn. What? I would have guessed Tree of the Wooden Clogs. Oh, you would have? Okay. As soon as anything was <laughs> sounding it, I would have gone right to that. Okay. Or what's that Igmar Bergman movie? Igmar Bergman. Oh, you want to hear a great story about, this so reminded me of last week, when uh, you and uh, Brian were talking about like the rundown in action movies. Yeah. When Igmar Bergman came to America, he signed with the same agent that had uh, Charles Bronson. Uh-huh. So, um... Package deal, I can smell yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So they said, hey, go hang out with Charles, and he'll... You know, teach you, you know, what we do here in America and stuff. He's a really successful filmmaker because he had done like Death Wish and stuff. Yeah. So, Igmar Berman's hanging out and they're taping squibs to someone, to someone's chest. And Igmar asks Charles, he goes, No, what, what is happening right there? And, and Charles goes, Those are squibs. They show when a guy gets shot, you know, they explode with blood and stuff. Looks like he's getting shot. And Igmar's like, I've never seen that before. And then 
Charles Bronson goes, don't you have machine guns in your movies? And Leonardo's like, no, I don't. And then Charles Bronson wouldn't talk to him for the rest of the day. <laughs> he was so disgusted. There is little to no bloodshed in your average chess really, match yeah. with death. Okay. Here we go. Uh, 1991. Leonard Maltin game. 91, got 1991. it. 1991. Um, Tom Sizemore. Ooh. 91 Sizemore. I like mm -hmm. it. I like it. Uh, keep going. Uh, Vanessa Williams. Black lady. <laughs> keep going. Giancarlo Esposito. You don't even have to look at the book at this point? I, I memorized it. Giancarlo Esposito. Whatever it is, I like it so far. Okay, keep going. Daniel Baldwin. Uh, <laughs> some of the movie nerds out there know it. Yeah, well... Wasn't Giancarlo and Baldwin? No, that was a different Baldwin. Fuck. They were both unusual suspects, I think. Um, Daniel Baldwin. That motherfucker. Okay, keep going. Chelsea Field. <laughs> oh, shit, that's... I think, I think that's the chick from uh, Last Boy Scout, if I'm not mistaken. Keep going. The next two are going to give it away. Oh, crap. <laughs> I can't. I I'm can't. terrible at a game. Oh, I get it. Oh, Chelsea Field. I'll give you a hint. We played this on Brian's back porch when he lived in the old house, and I got it on Tom Sizemore in the year 1991. <laughs> but only because, I'll give you another hint, I watched it on late night cable like TNT. Okay, so it's got some action. <laughs> Give me the other two names. We don't have time for this nonsense. Don Johnson. <laughs> Don Johnson. The other one will give it to you. That one doesn't give it to me? Oh, do you got it? No. Oh. Don Johnson. I bet Brian knows. Is Melanie Griffiths the other name? No. <laughs> is it Harley Davidson in the Marvel? Harley Davidson in the Marvel! Fuck it! The last name is uh, Crazy Face. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Shit. Nice. See, that's a, that's an example of a movie where, like Tom Sizemore, that's like the the next most memorable exactly. person in that movie. And Pleasure. you listed him so late in the game, I thought. You know. And he's one of those IMDb guys where you realize, oh my god, he was in almost everything in the 80s at one point when he was starting out. So I've also sort of screwed myself on this game with the excessive pot smoking. <laughs> because it's a lot of, oh, what's his face? And oh, that movie where that thing happened. Like, I, I, I kind of can visualize it and then I can't get there. Okay, you ready for me to give then you why one? Why am I good at it? I don't want to see where you are in the... Uh, what do you mean, why are you good at it? You got one out of one. Well, like, anyway. you know... We'll keep playing. All right. You know how good I used to be at it. <laughs> now, now I'm having an argument with a guest that's not on the show. All right, here we go. All right. Scott Capuro. What a year. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him this one because that's a comic that we... That yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. 1993. Mrs. Doubtfire. Boom! Pat Oswalt, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, this is Doug Benson saying, shut up during the movie or I will murder you. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart.